Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yechmudim Gedalia Siyan Benema. Rufu Shalema, Arab Shalma Yamina Havdan Vasarat, all the Shabma Elisha Margot Vashifalea, Mirtu Benchaya, and Tavalevas Rifka. Also, success in Yashmaim Vashavara, Kadil Vashavara, Also, this class is the merit of all the hostages coming home and the soldiers being saved. Please share and rate the podcast. We are doing, if you, anybody wants to go to the class live, they're approximately going to be at 7.20 in the morning. And the Tivezra men and women are welcomed. So if you can make it here by 7.20, you are more than welcomed to join the live class. This class is also in the success of Rena Lankry. Rena Lankry, she, she's the one that did the event for Rabbi Pinson. I forgot to thank her. So here's the official thanks to her for that class. Okay. We're also going to have a YouTube video of that class, God willing. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about Reb Nachman and Mashiach. Obviously, the, the energy out there, we're all yearning for Mashiach. We're going to talk about what Reb Nachman says about the Mashiach and what, what practically do we have to do. Probably make a couple classes on this concept. Start saying, Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman starts saying that great heresy will spread throughout the world Fortunate is the person who strengthens themselves in those times. So he, he clearly said that the, the, one of the biggest tests that you're going to have before Mashiach comes is not, not the test with the government, not the test, it's, it's going to be the test of faith, your own faith. And he says, Reb Nachman says here, that he warned the warning of heresy, that one has to strengthen himself for, with faith. There, there are others such as Daniel who told us that the coming of Mashiach, we may be, we're going to be tested and we're going to be refined. And the evil will worsen, while the wise will have an understanding, and so on. So clearly, Rav Nachman is telling you, you're getting cooked right now. We're all getting cooked. We're all getting cl- cleansed. You know, Rabbi Rush was telling me the other day that before, you know, you would have to give the guy a garden of Todah, a garden of Emunah. He, he's not really reading it. Now they're grabbing it from his hand. You understand? Because this is a situation right now where you know, they're grabbing it. People are grabbing these things because we're getting tested and we're getting refined. And the evil is going to worsen. This is, again, this, this, this is written years, thousands of years. This is not some, some new thing. Rabbi Nachman told us that before the test of Mashiach, many would be tested and refined. The person who has to go through his test, he has to be strengthen himself in his faith. If so, everybody should care to, to remain strong and he says, because what's the, the biggest battle is really is, is in your heart. Is in your heart. This is why extremely careful that you have to just think about something logically. If after a speech you don't feel empowered, then you're not listening to the right speech. Because <laughs> sometimes you hear these speeches, you're, you're knocked out, you're drowned out. It, it, again, you have to, it, it, a speech should empower you. It should make you take action. It should refresh you. It should bring you words of faith. If the speech is telling you doom and gloom and the whole world is over, try to change the channel. So it's, if you are inspired after you know, watching some of these things to take action, then, then wonderful. Do it. If you're not inspired, then don't do it. I'm telling you from advance. There are a few good people who will be strong in their faith. They will have great internal battle, battles. But my words will console them and strengthen them for they will see that somebody has already predicted this. So Nachman said this in Sidah Haran. He said this in his book, Wisdom, that the, the, the main battle is going to be, he says, for a person to have simple faith in the time of Mashiach, 
will be like a person, you, you, you won't find a, per, a person that's going to wash his hands and say a bracha with, with any intention in the time of Shia. That's how, that's how everybody's heads are going to, even the simplest thing will be a rare thing, that a person will have a little bit, Rav Nachman also said, that a person who practices his bodhidut, when Mashiach comes, he'll, he'll get up like he just got up from a nap. He'll get up like he got, got up. He won't be affected by that. Because he'll have, he'll worked on himself so much. Because remember, what is, what is his bodhidut? His bodhidut is, is service of the heart. So when you're purifying your heart the whole time, when it comes, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. A number of Torah leaders have calculated the time of Mashiach's coming. In our time, people said that it's going to come at this time, it's going to come at that time. Rabbi Nachman said, he's not coming. If you predict it, he's not going to come. Because there's three things that come unexpectedly. Mashiach, good news, and the scorpion. <laughs> okay? What that means is, usually what we think, when we, put, when we put an energy into it, something, sometimes we want it to come at a specific time, it doesn't come. And the Zohar says, he cursed the people who calculate the end of days, the son of, uh, the, 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 the son of David, will only come when people are distracted. That's a Gemara. There's a Gemara Sanhedrin 97 that Mashiach is going to come when people are distracted. When they're distracted. When they don't predict the time. Now people are saying that Mashiach is going to come back then. This conversation, yeah, he's going to come in the 18, 1839, 1840. Obviously, we're, we're 2000. I don't even know what, what world, what year we're in today. 2023. And they imagine that, 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 that this is, he's going to come. And this time he's going to come. Remember, they had back then, they had Paul Grums. Back then, we said, Mashiach is going to come when COVID comes, right? We thought COVID was in there. Obviously, COVID's gone. So you could see there's, we don't, it's going to come when people are distracted. It, we're not going to be able to nail down the, 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 the point of when, it, when it's going to come. But he will come and he will not be delayed, speeded in our days. Another thing that Rav Nachman says, Rav Nachman says the Mashiach will come suddenly. There will be a great cry that Mashiach has come. Right? Everybody's going to throw away their business. The banker will cast aside his business. The candle maker will cast aside his wax. And the verses, it says, they will cast aside their gold and silver. Basically, whatever, whatever preoccupied your mind for the past 40, 50 years, you're not even going to make, pay attention to it. So think about how much time we spend on worrying about things. You know, you worry about this, you worry about that. At the end of the day, all that's going to be in a second. So then cast it aside. It, it isn't true that some people think that the world will be different than it is from now, after Mashiach comes. That's a, I never heard of that line. He says that everybody will, will just be, will be, everybody will be just ashamed of their actions, because there will be a knowledge, there will be a world knowledge. I mean, the concept of Mashiach and the building of the temple is the concept of, I will be present. So when I'm present, I'll be ashamed of what I was thinking about before. The concept of living in the present. People think that there will be no more death after Mashiach comes, he says, no, this is not true. Even Mashiach is going to die. Even Mashiach is going to die. He says in Chaim Moran, these are very strong lines from Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman has not been wrong yet. <laughs> so these are very strong. And Rav Nachman always would go, uh, uh, he wouldn't go towards the hurt, hurt. He would really go against. Even though Rav Nachman says, my fire will burn until Mashiach, every breast lover, every party who's connected to Rav Nachman, he has to keep his fire on. That means, that the, the, Rav Nachman says, there will not be another 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 Rav Nachman his, his, we're, we're, his teachings came, come to, from such a high level of Atik, of Keter that we can, we, we're able to sustain ourselves through, these, through the toughest times through his teachings and he says here my teachings will be like Hungarian wine what does Hungarian wine mean? Hungarian wine is when you taste 
Now imagine you taste that, that, that Hungarian wine, which is incredible. And then somebody tells you, shows you, a, you know, it gives you a wine from, you know, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything about any other wines, but a wine that, that, oh, look at this one. This is the greatest wine. Listen, I, I've tasted Hungarian wine. So you're going to, you're going to know the difference. Rabbi Nachman says in the future when Mashiach comes, with his, his, when his wine will give, be given to others, all the people have tasted this. Yeah, I've, we've already tasted this. That means people will, 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 will connect. Because remember, anytime the, 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 the whole concept of this, of, of, of this, this, the, the Torah of Mashiach is a Torah that when you are able to turn your prayer into your Torah. You see, today, prayer and Torah is a com- com- completely different thing. I'm learning and I'm praying. Completely different. There's not connected. Right? What Rav Nachman tells you, no, it's all one. You have to turn your prayer into your Torah. That means it's all one. That is the highest form. That's the 50th gate. That's the goalpost. Where you're able to take a lesson and you learn, and you all of a sudden go talk to God about that lesson and say, created the world, we just spoke about Mashiach, we just spoke about the concept of, of faith, and, we just, and pray for faith. When's the last time you heard of a person going out to the field and talking to God about having faith? When's the last, where do you see this, Eddie? Where, where do you see this in Shulchan Aruch? Where do you see this in, in any other text? Where do you see it? When's the last time you heard of a rabbi spoke, speak to you to say, you have to, it's not enough to read about faith, you actually have to pray for it. It's just, it's two different things. One thing is one, and yet, no, no. It's, it's one. It's all one. And that's exactly what the 50th gate, Rav Natan's prayers, are on this concept. That after you learn a lesson, you pray for it, and you internalize this concept. You know, imagine, you know, Rabbi Rush will tell you, read the Garden of Peace. If you just read the Garden of Peace, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to drop your resentment. Because you just read something. It's in potential. Now, if you really want to fulfill the Garden of Peace, now you have to pray for it. Because remember, everything has to go, go through thought, speech, and action. Thought is just reading something. Speech internalizes it, and action becomes the new you. So that's where the, 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 the connection here is, oh, one thought, one speech. No, the, the main thing is, the main thing is, is to have this concept. Rav Nachman said that many people were talking about Mashiach, but Rav Nachman did not agree. He says that before Mashiach come, people will, will generally cry out about, about faith, although there will be a number of tzaddikim who will be crying out with a great voice, as I am today, until they become hoarse, it will not help. We're going to tell everybody, have faith. Nobody's going to listen. As the verse says, whoever remains in Zion, remains in Jerusalem, will be called holy. Without a doubt, the tzaddikim who remain strong and maintain their holy faith in these times, they will not be led astray. So that's really, really, at the end of the day, the number one thing you should think about is your faith. If you think about the greatest picture, because you can't trust the Israeli government, you can't trust the news, you can't trust American, you can't trust anybody. Nobody knows who's in that. Nobody knows anything at the end of the day. There's so many questions out there, we, 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 don't, even have, we, we don't even have answers. But the, the biggest answer is, is what do I need to do? And I need to strengthen my faith 100%. And there's certain things that you can do to tap into this energy of Mashiach. And that's what we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Another beautiful concept. Where he says, beautiful. He's saying here, Rav Nathan tells us that the, the, the connection of the light of Mashiach will start when everybody starts finding the good points in each person and each every Jew. He says, for Mashiach is the very personification of good. And this discovery good brings about the endurance and development of the world 
as in turn building the holy temple. So he's saying that one of the most important things you could do also, besides having faith, is start judging favorably. Start judging yourself favorably, start judging other people's favorably, because if I start judging you favorably, imagine a husband judges his wife favorably, his kids favorably, his house, he could build a house, but imagine his, he can't judge himself favorably, all of a sudden his wife becomes his problem, then his kids don't listen, the, the, the house collapses, there's no house, the, the, the house is destroyed, everybody's in therapy for years, and there's no house, why? Because there's no good, Goodly, godliness was not found, means godliness was not found, so that is one of the most important things is the beginning of everything is to judge favorably. So today, you have to judge favorably. That is, you want to be started building, you have to judge favorably because the, exactly what, what the, the, the Sinat Chinam is judging unfavorably. And that causes destruction. So common sense. If destruction is caused by judging unfavorably, if your own self-esteem, how many people tell you, I have no self-esteem. How did you destroy your self-esteem? You judge yourself unfavorably. Every failure became personalized and you and you and you and, you, and you, your self-worth became worthless so how, how did that happen it happened because you judge yourself unfavorably the only reason why people have any kind of confidence and success today in certain areas is because they judge they, they they didn't butcher themselves when they fell they 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 learned from it they learned and they picked themselves up and they learned again and they learned again and they learned again that is the difference so think about practically whether or not you, you, can, you have your own Mashiach and your own Yeshua coming is whether or not you, are, you yourself are able to judge yourself favorably. And, that's extreme, and that is the number one issue today with therapy. It's, you're going to go to a therapist, what's the therapist going to tell you? Judge yourself favorably. We could save so much money in therapy if we just put it into the right teachings and actually prayed, Hashem, let me find the good points. That is the essence of everything. During the period, the final redemption, known as the heels of Mashiach, the, the other side, the Sitra Akhra, which is all the evil, will wax very strong, God forbid. At the time, a great spiritual sifting and purification is going to take place. Many will be clarified and whitened and refined. This is exactly what's happening today. The main tikkun, the main rectification, will be accomplished by people who judge people favorably. And they find good points in people. Even though, and, and you hear, yes, you, I, I don't know what's going on lately, but so much fighting and so much like nothing's peace there's, like, there's no peace lately it's a, it's a big flood it's funny how the flood started in the 17th of Cheshvan Mar Cheshvan I think Wednesday the, 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 this is like a 40 day flood right now we're in a 40 day flood we're, we're picking up the energy of a bilbul of a flood and things are flooded flooded means con- confusion and remember there's no arousal from below to, to on high today like we're not unless we're making things happen nothing is happening Unless you're complimenting your wife or complimenting your husband, you're going to get what you got. You got. There's no arousal from above right now. You could feel the energy. So this is a 40-day, we're going into a 40-day flood. We have to go into the Teva. We have to go into the Ark, which is the Word. We have to go into the Word. Remember, Scorpios are very, they, they isolate themselves and they do a lot of deep work. They, they learn lessons. They sting themselves, but they learn lessons. So that's, this is a time, this is not a time for... This is a time for really isolation and working on self. It's extremely important in these times. And the main tikkun is going to be, the main tikkun is going to be by, biggest thing you could do is by fixing yourself. And this is where the Pasuk says, and particularly when Mashiach will come, this is the aspect of many will be refined and whitened, and those who bring the multiple to the righteousness will shine like the stars. So how do you shine like the star? 
why, when you can make other people, when you could find the light in the other people's darkness. So just think about that practically. What am I doing with that? Am I, so first of all, how am I judging myself? How am I judging myself? Can I give, as, first of all, you, have some, you need something to give. So if you're not putting the work in yourself, what are you going to give? You got nothing to give. So that's the first part. You have to start with that. Another beautiful concept. Knowledge and faith. Mashiach will come, will, 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 will be a combination of Moshe and David. Moshe represents that, knowledge, and David represents Emunah. Now, if you see today, you see these, all these Chachamim and all these college students that thank God, what a waste of money. I mean, that, you could see, oh my God, hundreds of thousands of money to have people, that have, they, have, they have, remember, they have intelligence. Oh, but there's, there's no wisdom there. Intelligence. So here, the difference is we need to know the real wisdom is when you have knowledge and faith. Because without faith, you'll, you'll, you're gonna, you, you'll be stuck. You could be, this, I have, you could be the smartest drug addict and I know how to get out of an addiction because you can't go into humility. Do you understand? You could be the smartest drug you think you can control. Yes, you are very smart, but you, you don't have faith. I mean, you don't have godliness. And that's a problem. So there's no godliness in these places. There's no godliness. It's all intelligent and, and, and one, and they're basically playing, uh, they're playing tennis rackets uh, with themselves and thinking they're smart. They're debating, nobody's listening anyway. But the whole point is, it looks so ridiculous that there's no godliness, no humility. Without humility, without godliness, what do you have? All your intelligence will go to zero. We'll go to zero. How many people, when they get older, all the knowledge, the businesses, what do they have? They have Alzheimer's. They don't remember anything they ever learned. They don't remember anything they learned. So what is, what is it worth? Where an elder, an elder is wise. An elder has wisdom. You know, you see the breast of an elder, 70, 80 years old, they're wise. You understand? See the difference? And this is what he's saying here. The, 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 the illumination of the high sphere of, of Mashiach is going to come with these concepts where, where you have to have a combination of Moshe and David, which is concept of dot. Remember, dot, yes, you have to have the wisdom. You have to have the knowledge. But you, most importantly, you have to have the, the Emunah. David, King David, was Emunah. It was, King David was Emunah. King David was Emunah. So if you just have the knowledge, you don't have Emunah, that's why you are not connected to, you have no connection to your, to, to your higher power because you fail to think, you, fail, you don't know how to submit yourself. You don't know how to be vulnerable. You don't know how to, how to completely let go. You think your intelligence is, is your, 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 your whole self-esteem is coming from your intelligence. At the end of the day, God, a person is considered to be blind until God opens up his eyes. And we just read about that partial. We just read about that concept about the, that the Hagar. Hagar was sitting in the desert. She cried out. Hashem opened up her eyes and the wealth was found. So at the end of the day, it's not, it's not that. Another thing he says from Nachman, that great darkness comes before the dawn. Remember, because Mashiach will become, there will be a new world. Anything we speak about, like the, the son of David will come with, with, an, with an absence of that, when people will not pay attention, when we least expect it, Moshiach come the renewal of the world will begin and what's happening is is before renewal of the world what happens first there's a constriction there's a vacated space there's a, a, a there's a darkness so this is the the darkness is the opportunity to you for you to prove your faith and again I believe that all of this is, is God's refining us and purifying us like just like a, 
we are getting, there's opportunities now that people have never had to come closer to God. They can come out of the closets, they can start saying, I'm Jewish, I believe, I, they can start keeping Shabbat. They could, they, they're not afraid anymore. It's not the person who said, I want to keep Shabbat. Before he said, what are you, you want to keep Shabbat, you're crazy. Now they, can, they, can, they have this, this space where they don't have to have the peer pressure of all the Looney Tunes telling them, oh, you're crazy, you're keeping Shabbat. Oh, you, how you, why are you doing this? Now, nobody, no, nobody can tell you not to do something. Nobody can tell you not to do something because there's a, there's a very special, it's exactly what Rabbi Rush says, people's hearts are open right now. And that's exactly what pain does. It pierces the heart. It opens up the heart. I'm open for anything. I'm open to make peace. I'm open to everything. This is exactly, Mashiach will elicit a new level of Torah and to the ultimate degree, which is the aspect of the Torah of the hidden ancient one. This renewal, which represents this concept of Torah and prayer. So Rav Nachman says that he has a book called The 50th Gate. And The 50th Gate is this whole concept of living in, living, living, not just learning to learn, learning to fulfill. Learning to, to, to become the person I want to become. Not just learning, because my rabbi says I have to learn. That's not going to last, obviously. Because if something new comes, you're going you're gonna to dump that. But when you internalize that, it's just where Baruch says something beautiful. He says, if you give a kid emuna and you give him an iPhone, you still got the kid. But if you teach the kid Torah and you give him an iPhone, you lost him. You lost him. Because emuna is something internal. Torah without emuna is, it, it, we've lo- you've lost many, how many people, how many people have I, thank God, I've been able to get a lot of people from yeshiva, you know, all of a sudden they left and now all of a sudden they're, they're coming back because they didn't have the faith part. They didn't have the faith part. And this is where the new Torah of the ancient one is going to be this combination of Torah and tefillah. This combination of, of really turning Torah into, the, into, turning Torah into prayer. This is going to be the, the, the Torah of redemption. This is going to be where everybody is, 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 is so much working on themselves that nobody has time to point fingers. You know, imagine, imagine a world like that where you, everybody's working on themselves so much that nobody has time to, to criticize others. Could you imagine... What a world that would be. Imagine what a world, imagine your wife is working on herself and, and, and I'm working on myself and you do you, let me work on myself and then we'll come back when we're both the best version of ourselves. What, 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 what peace and love there would be. But obviously today, you know, no vacancy. Uh, no, I'm busy, I'm busy judging you. That's why I, some people are sending me these videos. I said, do me a favor, how much time have you, give me your phone and I'll give you a prayer book. Let's exchange the phone for a prayer book. <laughs> give me your phone for your mental health. Give me your phone, and I will give you a prayer book, and give, I'll give it to you back in 24 hours, and you see if you're happier. Sure. Give me your phone, and I'll give you a prayer book. That's pretty much what you need to do. You need to cut, cut this stuff as much as possible, because we, are, we, are, we, have not, we have not submitted all our anger. We have a lot of anger inside of us right now. There's so much anger. And all we're doing is getting triggered and triggered and triggered and triggered and triggered more. All you're doing is just adding to the fire right now. It's very, it, and you can't, you can't, can't, you, 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 our, our hearts have become chametz right now. And that's the problem. And this is where we have to turn the Torah into tefillah. That is the concept. And this is where we have to think about these concepts. Another beautiful, beautiful concept that he's saying here is just like just like Mashiach came down from Lot, 
we know that Mashiach came from Lot and Amnon, and the, the, the union, obviously, because Mashiach's soul is very, very precious, and it came from a very, very impure place, right? It came from an impure place, and root, and converts, and, and all kinds of impurity. Why? Because the soul could not come. His level, his soul could not come from that, from the right, because the other side would expect it, etc. So it came from the left. This is why King David was supposed to be, what, born for only, he was supposed to be a stillborn, yet he was born for 70 years. And in those 70 years that he was born, was he living in the moment? Yes, he was living in the moment. As it says, David, King David lived forever. He lived. He lived in the moment. He was never sleeping. He was never, he was always present. Whatever, even though what was going on in his life, he didn't spend the first 35 years in therapy and then in the last 35 years uh, fighting. No, he was living like, you know why? Because when, you when you're given a gift of a year that you're not deser- you don't deserve, you're in the moment. Think about that. That's exactly the kavana we're supposed to have, by the way. When we say King David, when we read Tehillim, you're, you're supposed to recognize that, that King David wrote those Tehillim at midnight in the time that he was chasing, but he was in the moment. He was living in the moment where, at the end of the day, there was no such thing as the past. Because he, those years that he got were, get, were, were free. Imagine I came back, imagine somebody came back from the dead and you gave him 20 years to live. How is he going to live those years? <laughs> imagine if you gave him a week. How do you think he's going to live? He's gonna, nothing's going to bother him. He's going to be on the run. He's going to be constantly moving. That's the energy that we need to have. That's, again, what does David represent? David represents our faith. David represents this concept. The entire process of drawing down the soul of Mashiach came from great concealment. Secretive strategies, for example, through the incidents of Lot and his daughters, Yehud and Tamar, Boaz, Boaz and Ruth. I mean, these are all kinds of, all kinds of, talk about coming from the left. And all of this came down to the birth of David, who took, who, whose place came in great secrecy. By the way, Rab Nachman is a descendant of King David. You should know Rab Nachman is a descendant. They, they both had red hair. Rab Nachman is a descendant of King David. And it's drawn down to the soul. This is because Mashiach is going to be the personification of secrecy. Sod, the inner dimension, the aspect of silence. Therefore, it's forbidden... God forbid, this is why the exile has taken so long, because it's not possible to understand. It's a silent thing. Do you understand? This whole exile, we're trying to understand, we're trying to give a date, we're trying to do... It's not supposed to, we're not supposed to understand it, because it's supposed to be a secret. Just like King David's soul came from a, you know, came from such a secretive mission, for it is impossible to understand this, which is the category of something that's makifim el yonim, which makifim el yonim means intellects that you have not been able to grasp. It's almost like, you know, you, sometimes you see something on the road, you see it for a second and it's gone, right? That is something you can't grasp. That's, that's the light of, of surrender. When you're trying to understand something and, it, and you get like a little bit of a glimpse and then it goes away, that's, this is what we're tapping into. The reason why is so we constantly yearn for it. However, the faithful, listen to this, the faithful will not be anxious or disturbed in the times of Mashiach because they know they're not supposed to figure it out anyway. They're just supposed to be present. They're supposed to be grateful. They're supposed to be finding good points about others and they're supposed to remain strong and they're not supposed to get 
knocked down by all of this nonsense. So that's, that's an important message. You will not be able to grasp these concepts. As much as you want to predict, and this, and this, and bring down these theories, and this, at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to. Because the whole concept of this is nothing but humility and faith. If I had, if I had faith, then I would figure it out. But at the end of the day, the whole point of faith is, I have to let the process happen. And this is the meaning that Mashiach will not arrive until they have despaired the redemption. This is another Gemara said in history. So many have predicted the days and gone. For this, we might understand the matter depends on Shuvah. Therefore, a few people will despair temporarily. They will understand according to the Shuvah. It's impossible to return. So again, what he's saying here is also, what, what's going to happen is, is you have to get to a point, and this is, this is exactly the law of attraction, by the way. What's the law of attraction life? You will attract it when you're in the right state versus trying to chase it. It's exactly these concepts. That any Yeshua that we want in our lives will come when we are in a good state and remain f- faithful, and it will come when we least expect it. We should learn a, lot, a big lesson from this. Don't, the more you chase after something, the more you push it, and the more you think on your terms, it's not going to happen. It's exactly, the, you should learn, exa- that's exactly the lesson of law of attraction, by the way. It's not giving it, be in the right, condi- be in the right state, and the condition will change. But the more I need this to happen, to this to happen, it won't happen. Of course we pray for it, of course we, but you have to know how to let it go, because Mashiach is going to come when nobody, nobody will, will, could have predicted it. The whole thing, also, you will get married when you, when you least think about it. You will solve your case. And exactly what, this is exactly what Rabbi Pinto, when I was going through a divorce, my, my divorce, he says, you're going to get divorced when you least think about it. That's what he said. When you least think about it. That's when it happened. And that's exactly what happened, by the way. The more I pushed years, nothing happened. When I let go and stopped thinking about it, and just was happy in my position, that's when, that's when I finalized the divorce. So it's a lesson to understand also. It's a big lesson that we should learn from Mashiach also, just like it's going to come when you least expect it, you have to also be in a place to receive it also. So try to master that, that concept. So again, beautiful concepts here. We spoke about the Torah of the 50th gate. We spoke about combining Torah and tefillah. We spoke about judging people positively. We spoke about also re- remaining faith. We spoke about the constriction before the openness. So there's a lot, a lot of concepts here. You should probably listen to this class a few times. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, in this class, and we spoke about also the concept of faith is, is allowing you cre- allowing doing what we can to build those around us, doing to build the people around us, because that will be part of building, gathering the, the souls, versus the opposite, destruction. Remember what what got us into the what got us into the problem, destruction. It's incredible. I saw the other day, people still want to start protesting again. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. They wanted to protest to get, get, to get rid of the president of Israel. I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I, you have not gotten the, 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 the point. But again, there's a time now for what? Opposites. A time for building people up, faith. That's the practical lessons that we need to learn. Don't get caught up in all these theories and all these things because you're going to lose your mind. You're going to lose your mind. That's not the advice of Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman says, you work on yourself, you gather your good points, there's no need to be a afraid, but you will, you will have great atheism, great confusion, and your job is to constantly strengthen your faith. That's all I can tell you. 
This is, and that advice to me is refreshing. When I hear that advice, I feel refreshed. I feel empowered. But if, when you're getting advice and you feel drowned out and you feel burnt out, then you're not getting the advice. Exactly what Rabbi Pinson says. How do you know? How do you know that something is good for you or not? Is after you do it, you feel refreshed. After you apologize, you feel good. After you forgive, you feel good. After you pray, you feel good, I hope, if you're present. After you do something that's not so good, you don't feel so good. So the feeling afterwards is a sign of that you're doing something, the right thing or the wrong thing. Or you're listening to the wrong thing. And I listened to some class, I, I felt horrible afterwards. I'm like, something's off here. I need to go back to simplicity. I need to go back to simplicity, even Torah classes. Even Torah classes, where they put too much fear, etc. That is not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Because there's already enough of it out there. We need to create the light. Remember, in the time of, of, of Hanukkah, the whole world, if you went by logic, all, all we needed to do is what? Find the candle. Find the candle. And believe in it. Have faith. There was nothing but logic. So throw away your mind and go into faith. Go into simplicity. That's all I can tell you, and this is going to help you get through these, get through these times, God willing. Have a great day. Amen. Thank you, God.